Hey, good morning, Eastern Oregon, and welcome to this January 16th version of AM Live on EOA. Your connection to Eastern Oregon, and we're also on the EOA network. Yeah, which means Roku, Instagram. Yep. We have, we, we're, we got a TikTok fired off. I mean, it's not, there's not a lot of followers yet, but we're going to start trying to remember to post stuff to TikTok. Yep. Just one more thing in my brain that I have to program, you know yep. what I mean, to remember. Well, and we can stream now to Instagram too, which, but I think you said, but they have a 10 minute limit. On yeah. Length. There's a cap on how long yeah. uh, you can, you can go. And then TikTok, you have to have a thousand followers to go live and we're, we're not there. <laughs> <laughs> we got ways to go. Yeah. Hey, you, you want to uh, hear something that I saw today that really uh, kind of grabbed me? It was on social media. It says not believing in aliens is like dipping a spoon into the ocean and saying there's no sharks because there's not a shark in your spoon. <laughs> I kind of like that one. So, <clears throat> yeah, so this is an old argument or no, a discussion you and I have. You are like totally convinced there are aliens, yeah, but no is. Bigfoot. There's no Bigfoot. Okay. We would have seen it. <laughs> we, we, there would at least be a turd or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Or a... So, or a dead body. They can't hide. The Bigfoots are not that smart. Right. They can't hide every dead body in both. No, well, I, I know. But I just, yeah, it's, I, I, like I said, I don't think I have a strong opinion on either one of them. Well, I mean, just recently, with all the evidence that come out, you know, yeah. you, you don't have a, a guy like that fighter pilot that recently testified in front of Congress. Yeah. He has no reason to lie about that. Yeah. The guy's like, uh, like way up in the Air Force. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he just, he, he has a lot of credibility. I believe him. Well, and I don't know that I doubt anybody. Yeah. Right. It's just like, eh. Yeah, there's a reason why they don't let us in certain places. So, yeah. So, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Missouri. Missouri is called the show me state. And because it's like, eh, show me. Yeah. Then I'll believe it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the NFL games this weekend were crazy. Uh, uh, the Eagles lost, and that means Jason Kelsey, who's probably the most popular athlete right. on the planet right now. I mean, w with the New Heights podcast with right. his brother. Yeah. Uh, he 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 announced his retirement. Really? He's done. Yeah. Thirteen years. Six-time All-Pro, um, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. Wow. He's gonna hang him up. He won a championship a few years ago. I mean, yeah. So does it mean the Eagles are out of it? They're they, done. They lost yeah, they, last they, they started the season 10-1. and one. Right. They ended the season 11-6. and six. Huh. Wow. So they, 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 they lost five of their next six games, and then they lost in the playoffs. Wow. And they're done. Yeah. Done. So who else is in? Do you know off the top of that? Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Last night, the Bills won. The Eagles lost. Kansas City won. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the Bucks. The Bucks are who beat the the Eagles, so the Bucks are in. Um, I don't know the rest okay. of them right off the top of my head, but. So who is still favored? Who do you think? Well, I mean, you you, you can't ever look past Kansas City, right, with yeah. Mahomes, and yeah. then I don't I don't know the 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 other side. The NFC is kind of. Kind of wide open. I mean, I don't yeah. know. That's a because good it, question mark. Because the Lions won. The Lions won their first playoff game in 32 years. Wow. Yeah. At home. And they, it just happens to be that they get another home game now, too. Wow. Which is crazy because, I mean, it's the Lions. They went 
they they didn't have any wins in 2018. <laughs> they, they, they they went oh, and 16 in 2018. My goodness. Yeah. Wow. And now all of a sudden they won their first playoff game in, in 32 years. Uh, Taylor Swift showed up in a Travis Kelsey jersey made into a jacket that Kyle Juszczyk's wife, Kyle Juszczyk is the fullback for the 49ers. His wife made these jackets for Mahomes and Taylor Swift. Right, right. And and it just blew up on social media. She's got, I mean, she made one for Taylor Lautner, who's like the kid from uh, the, the, what's that, those movies with the vampires? Come on, BC, help me out. They, they, they shine in the, it's yeah, a, anyways, it, okay. made him one of, of Aiden Hutchinson uh-huh. and then made the two girls one. And she, cause she's been wearing his Jersey number 44 for the 49ers to games made into different stuff. She's a clothing designer and she blew up over the weekend. Huh. I mean, crazy. Taylor Swift wore her stuff. <laughs> That's wow. crazy, man. Um, let's talk about the, uh, SAR, uh, thing yesterday, uh, evening Sheriff Cody Bowen, Presented the award for SAR Member of the Year to longtime team member Chris Wilson at their banquet. Chris and her family have been the core of their team for many years. In addition to responding and assisting with missions, she can often be found working behind the scenes to organize training, staff fundraising activities, and assist with administrative tasks. They want to thank the dedicated team members, all of them, but especially Chris Wilson. They're the unsung heroes. Pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that happened last night. And we found out recently that Cody's going to run again for sheriff, and it's going to be contested. Yeah. Um, Shane Rollins is going to run again. And Shane is one that ran against him. Him and Bill Miller. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Shane's, yeah, he's the military guy that ran. Yeah. Well, three years ago. Lives out in Cove. Yep. So. Yep. I mean, I'm not, I mean, everybody has the right, right? Like, may as well, you know, yep. like, give Cody a little challenge. Right? Yep. That's part of uh, what keeps the system upright. Right. Is accountability. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. What do you want to do, sports? Do it. All right. AM Sports Report brought to you by Northwest Furniture and Mattress. Big red rocking chair on Elm off Adams in the Grand. Go see the Daggett family. Their showroom's awesome. They have a huge selection of recliners, mattresses, home furnishings. Most of it's American made. Their showroom's beautiful. Uh, Northwest Furniture and Mattress. They want to make you comfortable in your own home. LHS Girls Wrestling had a very strong showing at the Classic this last weekend. They got second place, which is, I mean... Awesome. This wrestling team, these girls, they're a 4A team. The only team that beat them was Thurston, a 5A team. And in girls wrestling, they have to do it a little different. In boys wrestling at the Classic, you see classifications. 5A wrestles 5A, 4A wrestles 4A. But in girls wrestling, because there's not quite as many teams, you they, they have to combine some of the classifications. So, I mean, Legrand was the best 4A team at that meet. And, and that meet is huge. It's the biggest dual tournament in Oregon of the year. The boys, they got third. Um, they lo- they finished behind Sweet Home and Crook County, which are, you know, two of the best teams. I mean, LeGrand, Sweet Home, and Crook County are the three best teams in the state. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with how they'll finish at state because in this tournament, it's dual. It's a dual tournament, so you duel against another team in the bracket and you move forward. 
in state, it's all based on individuals and how much points they score. And you can qu qualify a certain amount of people at each weight. And in this tournament, it's just your, your 14 guys wanted every weight against their top 14 guys wanted every weight. And if you beat them, you move on to the next school. And so LeGrand had a good showing, third place. Um, the, the girls had a bunch of, like three or four girls, I think, finished 7-0 and on the weekend, which is, I mean, fantastic. Maddie Armstrong, Paige Allen, I know for sure both went 7-0. and That's a good weekend when it comes to a, a dual tournament. The pictures were uh, credit to Arlie Anderson and Jen Azure. Um, thanks a lot for those pictures. It's really, really awesome. The EOU or the EOU men's hoops team split their Salem Eugene trip this last weekend. They they lost on Friday to Bushnell, but then they turned around on Saturday and beat Corbin, which was a huge win for them. They're four and six in the CCC right now. They're in seventh place, which means. If the season ended today, they'd make the tournament. So it's the top eight teams in the CCC. So, and they looked really good against Corbin. I watched the game. It was like night and day compared to the weekend before. Huh. They, it really was. It was, it was cool. The EOU women's basketball team saw Bev Slater pull down her 1,000th rebound. She became... A member of the 1,000 rebound, the only member at EOU. Huh. So she's the only women's basketball player in history that has 1,000 rebounds at EOU. The cool thing is she's a part of the 1,000 rebound and 1,000 point club, which is a, a great thing. The EOU women's team, they, they won both of their games. They beat Bushnell 87-75 to 75 on Friday night, and they turned around and beat Corbin pretty handedly 87 to 55 on Saturday. Both teams host the Gooey Ducks of Evergreen State on Friday, and then they turn around and host Northwest on Saturday right up here at Quinn. LHS boys and girls basketball games over the weekend were canceled against Mack High, so they play tonight against Pendleton in GOL action right here in LaGrande. Get up there and support them. The girls tip off at 6, the boys tip off at 7.30. And then finally, the EOU men's wrestling team goes to the Missouri Valley Invite this weekend. So they're on the road, and so is the women's. The women are going to wrestle in Forest Grove against Linfield and Pacific on Friday and then turn around and stay in Forest Grove and wrestle in the Boxer Open on Saturday. Um, the, the, I'm going to talk just a little bit about wrestling because I got to see something really cool this weekend, but also something that makes wrestling one of the most unique sports there is. Um, my son wrestles for Dallas. His team was in the championship of the 5A at the Classic against, uh, um, against Redmond, the host. They beat Redmond earlier in the year in the Northwest Duels, and it came down to the heavyweights, and my son is the heavyweight for Dallas. And this is what makes wrestling so unique. Dallas was down 34 to 30 going into that match. So basically they need, my son needs a, a major decision, a tech fall or a pin for Dallas to win. Well, he doesn't get it. He beats the kid, the, the kid who got second place at state last year for nothing. And this is the only sport where you win and you beat yourself up because you know, he, he, he won four to nothing right individually, but 
in order for his team to win, he needed to score at least five points. Oh man! And he only scored he only scored three. Yeah. So they lose by a point. Wow. And so it's like it's so crazy that wrestling, you know, it's it's individual, but it's also team, especially right. when you're at a dual tournament like this, and it's the one sport where you can win and 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 still beat yourself up. It's so right. weird. It, right. It's it's a tough sport. Anyways, AM Sports Report brought to you by Northwest Furniture and Mattress. They want to make you comfortable in your own home. Yep. Well, and I and I've seen wrestlers. I'm sure you too have also. They'll do a takedown, get the three points, and then let the guy back up, because the escape is only one. Well, takedowns are only worth two in high school. Takedown two, okay, yeah. They're, they they changed the rule this year. Ah. They're worth three in college now. Okay, that's but okay. that just changed this year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's well, why you always hear two in the in the stands. Right. That's the takedowns in high school are worth two, but yeah. Have I, they always been two? In always. High school? Okay. Always. Yep. Yeah. So, but anyhow, they would, but the player or the the wrestler, he would just he would just run up the points. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than go for the pin. Yeah. When, when well, he, yeah, but you only get five points for that. You get six for the pin. Six right off for the pin. Yeah. The most points you can score in, in a right. duel is six points, and it's for pin, a pin. Right, but you can accumulate more than six points. No. Oh, really? No, no. I'm talking about for your team. Right, right. Oh, I see. Like the team score? Yeah. The most you can score for your team is six with a pin. Okay. You get three for a win, like a decision. Yeah. You get four for a major win, so I think that's ten points or more, and I think you get five for a tech fall, and then six for a pin. So you, I and mean, a, and a you tech always fall is pin, a near pin. Pin. I think it's fifteen or more. Okay. You're up by fifteen or more points, I think. So you always want to pin. I mean, that's what that's what hurt Dallas. My son's team was they won eight of the fourteen matches against mm-hmm. Redmond, but five of the six wins for Redmond against Dallas were pins. Yeah. So they got thirty points right there. Yeah. And and so you, you know they, a lot of Dallas's wins were just decisions on points. So they only get get three points for that. Got it. So they they ended up you know in a position where Kyron was just. Lost by one. Yeah, I mean that that kid was the you know runner up in state last year at heavyweight. And, yeah. And Kyron, my son's staying at heavyweight this year. He's not going to drop down. Huh. So we'll see. I mean, Be fun to watch. Yeah, I was talking with Clell uh, about him because Clell got to watch the end of that mm-hmm. turn, the end of uh, the five A classic, and it's crazy. Like he he's just like man, he's good. Like he's been trying to get Kyron here for. <laughs> Four years. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, is they ended up having to stay in Redmond until yeah. Monday, until yesterday, because the weather. Yeah. Legrand came home Sunday night. They they were leaving Sunday morning. The bus broke down, and they ended up having to ride a bus with no heater all the way back from Redmond. Got oh. home at eleven thirty at night on Sunday night. Oh I talked to Claw yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy, huh? Oh. Uh. A yeah. bus with no heater, that would be... That wouldn't be fun. No, it would be awful. No. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah. Bad time for the heat to go out. Bad time for the bus to break down. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's look outside. Look at the weather here. It's freezing out there, and it has just been that. It's been cold. At least so. it's not too horribly windy. We were on a wind advisory, but, I mean, it wasn't Nothing horrible out, out there yeah. today. Yeah, and then let's look at the weather, Benny. So 23 today, 19 tonight. It's warming up. 
Yeah. Warming up, boys. Warming up. Who would have ever thought that 19 degrees would be warm? I need not to say 80. Yeah. Do you? Yes. Yeah, but it do, it definitely looks like so by Sunday, the high is supposed to be in the 40s. So, so it's it's uh it's creeping up. So, but we had, I mean, we know this because we had a flood yesterday. We had one of the drains that leaked, and so yeah, and part of that was. So, and I'm not sure when things begin to thaw, how that if how that's going to if we're going to have a flood again. So, it's a little unknown at this point. But. I was going to go on a rant about another post from that same guy about the high school game. Yeah, but I'm not even. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not well, even going to waste. Well, just let me ask you. Me. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. So, when we have a game from the LHS high school gymnasium, yeah, do we have any cameras there? No. Okay. So how do we get the feed? We do, we go to their YouTube page. Their YouTube page? <laughs> yeah, which other people can which watch people it there do. too. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> we go to their YouTube page. Nobody's paying anybody anything. There's that's no right, advertisement. Right. Okay, and so what happens if somebody does not program the camera in the gymnasium correctly and it shuts off in the middle of the game? Then their feed stops. Their feed stops, right. Uh, who's responsible for that? They are. Yeah, and, right. And there's no advertising. <laughs> Nobody's paying them to do right. it. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I could just go yeah, off anyhow. On, on this. But anyways. The, it's a, yeah, it's it's a, not it's worth, a funny thing. So. But, yeah, and here's the thing. The person that we're talking about isn't even going to see this because they only use us. For, for what they want for free. They're not like a fan of us. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So really just, but if he does see this, I put my phone number and the address. If you want to talk <laughs> about, you know, our mission statement and, and our integrity, uh, feel free to stop by. We're open. Yep. All righty. <sighs> yeah. You guys should go own, go get a digital TV station. It is fun, but there are times it's challenging. So, all righty. Well, right after this, we're going to have Aubrey Slaughter is going to be with us from the Elgin Opera House. And we're going to talk about everything Elgin Opera House right after this. Eastern Oregon is full of interesting people with interesting minds and interesting things to say. Here at EO Live, we're committed to connecting you to these intriguing people with EO Talks. We let our special guests share their ideas and life experiences with deep, open, engaging, and inquisitive conversations. You'll also be informed in depth on some of the most recent and relevant events, issues, and more. EO Talks on EO Live, your connection to Eastern Oregon, now on Roku. Here in Eastern Oregon, we're blessed to live in such a wonderful area. And though it may seem mild-mannered, there's actually quite a lot that goes on in this area. 
And apparently, there's two dinguses who happen to be here that are actually crazy enough to get up at the crack of dawn to talk about it. Tune into AM Live on EOA with Brent and Dodzy, featuring special guests, weather, sports, news, and more, every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m., only on EOA Live, your connection to Eastern Oregon, now on Roku. With Aubrey Slaughter from, I mean, you're today you're representing the Elgin Opera House. Yeah. That's not necessarily where you're from, but no. so, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, thanks for being here with us. And mm-hmm. and I'm I'm constantly trying to interface with Terry and and uh, get him to let us talk about you guys more in some manner. And so then the other day. Uh, in a text, well, I, I guess I was talking to him on the phone, and we were talking about the possibility of you or your husband coming and talking to us about the Elgin Opera House because there's some kind of some cool things going on right now. Yeah. So, but before we get into that, let's talk about you. Okay. So, yeah. So, tell me where you were raised and how you got to Eastern Oregon. Yeah, yeah. So, um, mostly I was raised in, I thought it was a small town, and then I came out here and realized that my small town wasn't a small town, but I grew up in Wilsonville, Oregon, which is about 30 minutes south of um, Portland, and uh, has a population, I think, of like 20,000 people or something. It's a lot, um, and I don't think 20,000 is a lot, so, but it was a lot. Um, but I, before that, I grew up, or I was born in Spokane, Washington, moved to California, Indiana, Michigan, and then ended up in Oregon. And then, um, after I graduated high school, I applied for a bunch of colleges, and EOU gave me a bunch of music scholarships, so I ended up going to EOU for music, and then um, met my husband, and we moved back to, like, the Wilsonville area, and then uh, last June, we bought a house in Somerville. Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. been a little all over. So when did you graduate from EOU? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> this is going to age myself. Uh, I graduated in 2018. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that is so long ago. It, <laughs> it, it I thought she was going to say like 2004. <laughs> she's acting like she's like 50. No, but I mean, it's um, it's crazy how fast the time goes by. I don't, I mean, they say as you get older, it goes faster. And now it does. Oh my yeah. goodness. Like it's that that's what five years ago six years ago <laughs> oh i know yeah and it's funny because the older you get the thing you talk about is how fast time goes by and the weather and so yeah you'll you'll those things will continue to creep in on you it's yeah like, yeah yeah oh my goodness it's crazy now are you guys still for a while you were commuting back and forth or you had you had things that you were involved in in the on the west side also is that still the case or um, not as much. Um, I was doing professional shows in the Portland area for a while, and then um, he got offered a full-time resident music director position at the Opera House, so we were renting out here and renting in Portland, 
And then um, when he wanted to go back to school and get his music degree, uh, we were like, oh, we should just go buy a house. And so we started looking for a house and um, ended up in Somerville, where we have five acres now. And um, so I am planning on doing shows back over there again at some point. But right now we're just kind of settling in. And um, I've been very involved with the Opera House, which has consumed a lot of my time. Yeah. Well, and it does that. Yes, that, it yeah. does. Yeah, it just takes a tremendous amount of uh, energy. I mean, in that, it, it's an amazing place, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, the it just kind of sucks in capable people, mm -hmm. and you know, and so then because there's just a lot. It's like, oh well, with those person's talents, we could do this, you know, mm -hmm. and so it just continues to expand. Yeah, it's the most fulfilling exhaustion. <laughs> it's it's truly like um, I don't know. I I think people who don't do the arts um, don't always understand like the pull that it has because you know um, but it's the same as sports like you're passionate about wrestling or basketball or anything like that and it's the same for the arts it's just like like you go to practice for soccer you go to practice for a show and then you do your games but yeah. it's you know performances and stuff and it's it's amazing so how did you get started in acting and, um, and you sing also right mm -hmm. yeah yeah I got started, so my mom actually, I think I was like six or seven years old, and my mom uh, brought home the Mamma Mia DVD, mm -hmm. and she handed it to me, and she said, watch this, it's terrible. And I said, okay. It, it's terrible? She told me it's terrible. Okay. And so I watched it, and of course I fell in love with it, and so um, I got involved. I actually started playing violin first, um, started playing violin and then I got into choir when I was eight and then I started doing voice lessons and uh, was trained operatically and then in high school my I got a different voice teacher and she was like have you ever tried musical theater and I was like oh I mean I've seen a couple of songs I've been in a couple of shows and she was like well we should do it and then I was like heavily involved with musical theater after that it's kind of funny because I I have I mean, I've had a similar course, started singing when I was young and then got involved in musical theater. But I don't, and once I'm in a musical theater, once I'm in a musical, I mean, it's just, it is so enjoyable. It really is. Mm -hmm. But I don't really like watching musicals very much. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do you have anything like that? Do you feel, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily a genre that I love to watch, but I love to be involved in. Yeah, I mean, when I go and watch shows, I always enjoy them. And you know, of course, I a lot of my friends are in shows, so I go and watch them in shows right. and stuff. Um, but there's a little bit of FOMO when you go and watch them, where you're oh. like, oh, I want to be on the stage too. So yeah. um, it's definitely harder to be like in the audience right. or off stage and doing like the yeah. tech roles than it is to be on stage for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I totally I totally relate with that, and I just I I really enjoyed. I guess uh, I'm sure you've seen Spirited, the mm -hmm. Christmas musical, you mm -hmm. know, and that that was that was amazing. I mean, it, a lot of times with musical theater, you can like they have weak dialogue that is connecting to to good songs. Yes. It's, you know, <laughs> whatever that might be. It's like oh, there's an excuse for a song coming mm -hmm. up, you know, and. And I mean, in Spirited was funny because they made fun of that. They they kind of leaned into that. Oh, I think there's a song coming on, you know, and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So, but uh, but anyhow, the music though, 
it depends on the songs. I mean, the, 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 some songs just pull you in. Mm -hmm. They're fun to listen to. They're just, you know. Yeah, uh -uh. yeah. I always talk about, um, I love it when the music swells. Yeah. And you're just, I, um, I'm trying to think of like a good example that a lot of people would know. Um, but I, I don't, I just can't explain it. Like you can just feel it. it's like a whole body experience and you get like little goosebumps and stuff. And um, I can't think of any specific songs right now, but there's just so many of them. And um, I love it when that happens in the musicals is when yeah. like you're just captivated by. Just kind of pulled in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what is going on with the Elgin Opera House youth. And I mean, talk about that whole program and and they're getting ready to go on a trip. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the Opera House youth group, uh, they're called Oh Yeah. They are a competitive theater group of kids. I think their their age is like seven to 19, I think. Um, insanely talented kids. It's so, I sit in their rehearsals every week because uh, I help with social media and I'm like their trip coordinator and stuff. Um, and it is insane how talented they are and how quickly they pick up on stuff. But they're going to Disney in March, and they'll be performing for uh, Disney itself. And uh, they're going to do some workshops. And uh, then, of course, you get to go play in the parks and stuff. So it's a really cool experience for them to get feedback from professionals who could potentially cast them one day. Yeah. So, and is there, do they compete against other groups in that setting? Not this year. Okay. Um, as far as I know, it's not a competition, okay. but they do participate at, it's called Junior Theater Festival or JTF. Um, and they've done that, I think, three times now, and they've won several awards. And actually, yeah. Terry won the Freddie G Award, which is a huge honor amongst directors. Um, but they've gotten things from like best show, best performer, best choreography. Um, I think they've gotten like six or seven awards for going there. Just yeah. so crazy. Um, but they kind of alternate years. Um, so one year they'll go and do a workshop where they get a lot of feedback and then they'll go compete and then they'll go and do a workshop and get, and that way they get a lot of exposure and a lot of different experiences. Yeah. Well, and one of the powerful things about the Elgin Opera House is this collection of talent over the years, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I don't, I don't know this particular group, but uh, I mean, Terry's been doing this. It's got to be close to 20 years now. Mm -hmm. And 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 then over that period of time, the shows that he's done have required small children. And now those children are adults, mm -hmm. you know, or those or those some of those children that were that were maybe toddlers in the show are now teenagers or whatever the case might be. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like any sports program where you have you start. You know, you start baseball early, and then then over a period of time, it 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 just gathers this pool of people, and it just sucks in more and more talented mm -hmm. people. The wrestling program here in La Grande is is a perfect example of that. They've been so successful, it just pulls in people. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and that's super powerful. Oh yeah, for sure. And they started doing in 2017 was the first year that they did the uh, summer camps mm -hmm. so they did wizard of oz and i think we had um like a hundred kids sign up so you have all of these kids who have never experienced theater before or maybe saw one show or two shows at the opera house who are all in this camp and they got to be um like little flowers during the poppy scene mm -hmm. and i think they were um oh they were in the munchkin scene and stuff 
and a lot of those kids, it's pretty crazy because I was in Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and so um, talk about feeling old. A lot of those kids are now like 16 and 17 years old or <laughs> even some of them are adults and stuff. So it's really crazy to see them go from like these little kids who played this role and said like three words and are now like full on actors who are just so talented. Wow. So now when is that trip? When are you guys going on that? It'll be in March. It's March 5th through the 10th. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how do you guys, do they fund that themselves or do you fundraise or? So we are actually having a fundraiser. Okay. Um, it'll be on February 10th. We're doing a gala and um, it's the theme's Great Moments in Time. So we're inviting uh, audience's favorite performers to come back and revive some of their roles. So like Trevor's going to come back um, or actually the entire School of Rock band is coming back and they're going to do a song from School of Rock or we have Carly McKenzie who played Belle and so she's going to come back and sing a song from Beating the Beast. Hunter Adams is coming back. So a lot of these like really big name actors who've been super involved with the Opera House are all coming back to sing songs from shows that they've done in the past. Um, so yeah, and then the goal is to do a silent auction. So we're working on getting some like donations and baskets so that we can do the silent auction and stuff. But everything that's raised that night is going to go towards them and their trip. Wow. And yeah. what day is that again? February that's... 10th. Okay. And we're doing um, an online feed because we're actually almost sold out for the um, in-person one, yeah. which is a great problem to have. Um, so we're going to do an online feed. So you can either do it from the comfort of your home or you can come and join us and uh, we're going to have a night where we're encouraging people to be fancy so that way people can wear nice dresses and just have a really good night yeah. with all their friends and family. Well, very cool. Yeah. Great. So now, what else is going on? Tell, talk to me about the upcoming shows that yeah. are happening. Yeah, so the closest one is going to be Murder on the Orient Express, and that's actually in our newer theater, the Jewel Theater. So if the Opera House is here, if you go down the road, there are Jewel Theaters right over there. And it's beautiful. Um, so they're going to be doing that. And that opens on, I wrote it down, on February 17th. And there's a lot of big names in that one, too. And then after that, we have our first musical of the year, which is going to be Big Fish. And it's based off of the movie. And that one's going to be, if you saw Tuck Everlasting, it's going to be kind of like that. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. it's going to be so beautiful. And then um, the summer camp's going to be Lion King Jr., and I don't know when signups happen, but last year, I guess they sold out within days. So uh, make sure that if you are following that, that you're watching that quickly. And then their last show is going, there's going to be probably another show in between Lion King and Elf, which is going to be our December show. Mm. Um, I just, I don't know what that is yet. So <laughs> I'm sure I will find out with everybody else. But yeah, well, it's a really cool season. Yeah. And so you guys, you guys are Terry and... I mean, they get together and decide what are going to be the shows for this following year, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and that's that's cool. Yeah. Terry is. I mean, I went on a road trip with Terry once, and and they. I mean, he has seen so many shows. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many Broadway shows. I I think I asked him one time, like, what's the number up to, you know? And I can't remember. But he's he's just a huge. He just absorbs stuff yes yeah. yes yeah. and if you ever have the pleasure of sitting in the room while he's like envisioning a show so i'm uh i'm in big fish and i'm helping with like a lot of the marketing and stuff so i've had to have a lot of meetings with him and if you've ever sat in the room with him while he's talking about or like imagining um the set and the music and the blocking it is just 
I can't, it's like a magical experience. I just uh -huh. feel like I'm sitting in front of a genius and I, yeah. like, I just want to absorb everything he's saying to you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's, he's so cool. And I, um, he's one of our dearest friends. Yeah. We've gotten really close over the years. Um, so it's kind of an honor to like get to be on this side of things where I get to help the program and help build it. Well, and it's funny cause I didn't know Terry until we were really in a in the dressing room together all the time. Yeah. So yeah, so I didn't I didn't know him as the director of the artistic director of the El Opera House. I knew him as he was Colonel Pickering and I was Henry Higgins, you know. And yeah. so so yeah, so I got to know him personally which was yeah, he's just been a dear friend. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, awesome. Is there so? Is there anything else that we've missed? Anything, any highlights out there that's going on? Try to think if there's anything else because I always get done with these kinds of things, yeah. and I'm like, dang it, I should have mentioned yeah. it, which is why I wrote notes. But yeah. I think, I think I've covered it. Oh, I guess the other thing is, is we are always looking for volunteers. Um, we need people to help with set building and costuming and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. So. We have a Facebook group now. Um, it's a program that I've initiated um, that's long overdue. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. I hope it's okay that I'm plugging yeah, this kind yep, of stuff. Yep. <laughs> um, but you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're interested in volunteering, it's a tax write-off. And um, you're just around really cool, creative people. And yeah, so I, I highly suggest following all of that stuff as well. Yeah. Well, let's go back to you before we quit. What do you want to do? What What do you kind of see out there? Um, you know, for you to. Uh, what do you What are your goals out there? Yeah, I used to say that I wanted to be on Broadway, and um, I would still. If Broadway called me today and was like, "Hey, I want you to come do this," of course <laughs> I'm going to say yes. But um, I, I just want to make good music with good people, and I used to kind of chase theater for the paycheck and um, it, it kind of became unfun for me because it was about getting paid to do it. So I just started saying yes to projects that I truly wanted to be a part of. And um, ever since I did that, I, I've just loved every minute of it. And so that's kind of what I want to keep doing is just keep saying yes to projects where I'm around those kinds of people and doing those kinds of things. Well, good. Well, we'll have to have you come back with Trevor sometime, yeah. your husband, because because uh, there's just I'm and I've been trying to get him to come on for a while, but his schedule, you guys' schedule is crazy. Yeah, but yeah. but still, we just uh, we have a a lot of intersecting interests, and it would be good to have you. Uh, so, but thanks for what you're doing out there. And, yeah, of course. And, yeah, and uh, if you ever need anything, I'm the type A person. Everybody there is the type B, so they kind of come to me for the organization part. <laughs> so if you come to me, I can say, "Hey, this is what we're doing, or this is what we need." And so good. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, great. Thank you so much yeah, for being thank here. You. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, do you want to get us out of here? Yeah, man? let's do it. Uh, Bud Forrest said earlier he was talking about. He made a comment. I missed it about uh, Kyron. He said, "Proud dad moment. Tough sport. Yeah, it is. Wrestling is the toughest sport there is by far." And and I didn't even do it in high school. I quit wrestling because um, I had to wrestle a girl in eighth grade, and I was anti that, so I quit and I started playing basketball. Um, but wrestling is a very very tough sport. On this day, January sixteenth, 
1493, Christopher Columbus leaves the New World and sets sail for Spain. On this day in 1547, Ivan the Terrible, aged 17-year-old, crowned himself the first Tsar of Moscow. Can you imagine being 17 years old and being a Tsar? <laughs> I mean, well, there's been like kings that were like yeah, three right. or four years old. It's crazy. 1919 on this day, the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution authorizing the prohibition of alcohol is ratified by a majority of the United States. What year? 19? 1919, yeah, yeah. When, pro when prohibition started, yep. 1942, William Knudsen becomes the first civilian appointed a general by the U.S. Army. Oh. Yeah, that's weird, huh? Yeah. The, a civilian appointed a general? Like, hey, you look like general material. wonder You're how that works, yeah. 1973, NBC presents the 440th and final showing of the Western series Bonanza. 2016, the first ever flower is grown in space. A zinnia aboard the International Space Station using the NASA Veggie system. The number one song in America on this day in 1994, Hero by Mariah Carey. And then the quote of the day comes from none other than the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. One more time. Obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. Huh. Yeah. Cool. A lot of people want to argue that Jordan's the GOAT. I know. I know. I was going to. The whole LeBron thing. But, I mean, hey, LeBron is, is I, I, I'm not anti-LeBron. I mean, I, there's an argument there. Yeah. And, and, so I talked to somebody the other day who was totally convinced that Mariah Carey is not the original Mariah Carey, that <laughs> that she's a clone or a, she's a, a remake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had. Yeah, it was. I mean, he was totally convinced. <laughs> On what basis? I. She has an age. I don't know. Those kind of conversations I don't really enter into. Yeah, you know, just like, kind of check out. Yeah, it's kind of like. Kind of like if you, you know, if you had a Bigfoot experience, I'd go, oh, BC, I'm good not for you. Bigfoot you know what's funny? We, we're talking about that. I watched a Bigfoot show last night on YouTube. Yeah. Did you? These guys, man, they, they're just, this one guy said that he was in his tent and he looked out and he saw these big guys looking down on him. I'm like, where's the, where's the, you know what I mean? That They had to have left something, some sort of hair or something behind. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, never anything. All right. Yeah. All right, Aubrey, thank you yeah, so much for you. being with us. Yeah, really appreciate thank it this you. morning. Yeah. See you on Thursday. All right. See you soon.